and uh, I have learned that I have joined a communist cricket club. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was getting a public forum, right? Outside an art gallery. And I sat there and listened to this guy spiel about how the Tyrannosaurus Rex was a conspiracy. Welcome back to Critical Band, the second episode of the year. And my God, do we have a different episode for you. We have two brand new segments. First one, Inflation Game. We'll be going through some current prices, comparing them back to 2010, and we'll see who knows more. And we also have City Battles in honor of our special guests to be introduced soon. We'll be comparing Sydney versus Melbourne, the age old debate, and we'll see which city is better. But before that, to wrap up this week, we've got me, Miguel. We have Rohit. G'day, g'day. We don't have Kush and we don't have Sen, but we have, if you know, you know, friend of the show, we have Rohan. How hey. are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. If you want to know more about him, what episode is it? Ro- episode like- Episode 12, 12. Rohan was on the show for the first time. Long time ago, long time ago. Back when you were in without this professional setup. But- I don't- <laughs> don't lift the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're already on. You've yeah. for months now. <laughs> oh, shut up. Finally granted the wish. And, and just, just as a modern day intro, you know, people can go back and listen. Maybe throughout the past few months, we've sprinkled some stories as well of some good and or bad <laughs> Every things. Every week it feels like. But I remember recently, Rohan, both Rose as well. I can't call them Ro, man. Mm. It hurts. You've been telling me, Rohan, about a. You've moved down to Melbourne recently. I have. And back here in Sydney, you're a fiend for the cricket. Love it. So you so much so joined a team down in Melbourne. Yep. But there was it. something about him that that you had to raise with me and Sydney the other day. <laughs> tell tell us about that one. Yeah. So I um played cricket for a long time. Went down to Melbourne. Thought, oh look, you know, meet some new people, join a cricket team. Right. So one of my mates or her partner goes, hey, you know, I play cricket, big club, come down. It's local. I'm like, sweet, easy, right? Not serious. I can, you know, have some fun. I get a message being like, oh, I won't say the place, but, you know, come join the club. It's blah, Reds. And I'm like, oh, that's normal. I don't yeah. know. Like in Sydney, the teams are, you know, Balmain Blues. You know? I, I play for West Bend Hills Reds. Reds, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like that's fine. I'm used to that. I go down and, you know, training, everyone seems nice. Before I get there, though, I get told, don't tell anyone your job. And I was like, all right. What? Yeah, I was like, all right, that's fine. I'm, what do you do as a job? I'm a lawyer. Okay. Yeah. So you're not like, it's not like you're a- It's not, yeah, yeah, I'm not like, like a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Get down there. Everyone's really nice. Everyone's really good. And um, anyway, you know, get to, you know, pass the training session and it's join the Facebook group. Okay, cool. I joined the Facebook group. And this guy goes, I'll add you to all the group chats. And I'm like, good. This is how cricket works. This mm-hmm. is how, you know. No, no flags raised. No, so no far. flags raised. Actually, great, great blokes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then I um, get told, oh, by the way, on Wednesday, a poll goes up in the group and it asks, are you available, right? A big club, you know, it's casual. You can say, I'm not available. I don't want to play this weekend. Anyway, I get a message from the captain being like, hey, comrade, Mm. poll is up. (laughs) And I was like, oh. Is he Russian? uh, uh, Sorry, he's not Russian. Not Russian, okay. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, you know, he's kind of like new guy. Let me just say call Well, sometimes I call like, you know, how you oh, on, boss? How you on, yeah, chief? Yeah, yeah. Just another real exactly respectful that. greeting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a little bit weird. Like, could have said mate. Could have said, like, <laughs> yeah, could have said bro hard. <laughs> Sit me with comrade. Yeah. I look at the poll. It asks, comrades, availabilities this weekend. Okay. And I'm like, oh, this is a, a trend to you. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not one guy. And then I decide I'll actually open up the club's website. Mm. And the first thing I see is a hammer and sickle. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. And then I see bringing the working class struggle to the cricket field. What? And it all makes sense. <laughs> and on my first game, yeah, we do like a little in cricket, you know, like a debut thing. It's our welcome right onto the club, all that stuff with the team. Yeah. First thing I get handed is a pair of red socks. Dude, and, and it's what a, is this? And it's a, you have to wear these when you play. Yeah. Which if people know cricket, you wear full white. Full whites. So mm. the red stands out and like it's was it's, there any insignia on the socks? Nothing on the socks. Okay. <laughs> They're three dollars from Uniqlo. Okay. Yeah. And then I get a all right, Rohan, like, you know, <laughs> you know, nice to meet you. He's a blah, 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 to the introduction to the team. And then he go, they go, Rohan, this is a club based on values. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, what are we talking about? Like, I'm used to boys cricket club, like rogue stuff, not mm. I'm used to values being teamwork. Teamwork. You know? yeah. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> 
good spirit. Told, yeah, yeah. And I get told, like, you know, we, we work about it's this club. It's about the working class man okay. and the struggles they face. Right. And I'm like, yeah, right. And, and meanwhile, you in your penthouse apartment, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you're sitting there like working class. Yeah. <laughs> Making the richer, richer. Yeah, that's and, what um, I'm about. Yeah. And uh, I have learned that I have joined a communist cricket club. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to be fair, great blokes, great blokes. And I'll stay there. It just was a shock to me. Well, like, does that actually manifest in any way in the cricket field? Like you all score the same number of runs. Everyone gets an equal <laughs> bowl. Like what's the- no, I think it's, it's, it's actually- or five. Yeah. It's just a bit of a, an adjustment period. Have you so, started addressing people as comrades? I haven't lent in yet. I think it's a good lean, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it feels like a good lean and I might lean very soon. Mm. But for now, I'm kind of keeping my distance <laughs> because someone did warn me, he goes, he goes, oh, and it's funny because like, if you ever become successful, just before you become prime minister, joking, just before you become prime minister, I have proof that you were a communist that yeah. when he's <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, right. Probably shouldn't lean in here. Dude. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are they all communists? Like, see, or are there people like you who have just joined the club just and figured out they're communist afterwards? There are absolutely people who have no idea. In fact, the whole top team is guys who've just come from the subcontinent, right. moved to Melbourne. Yeah. They've been here two years. I have, they just think probably comrades like, Mate. The way they talk in yeah, Australia. Yeah, they're like, oh, I've come to Australia. Mm. You know, like you don't hear mate overseas. They're probably just like, oh, comrade. Like hammer and sickle. Yeah, what, yeah. what great instruments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, that's excellent. Yeah. It's, uh, but look, I actually really enjoy the club. Mm. I'm having a good time. You playing? Frankly. I am playing. I've played a couple of weeks now. So Standard? How is it? Pretty similar to what? Yeah. Like it's actually, surprisingly good. The communists know how to bowl a leg spinner. Is all <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. No, no. It's a, it's a good club. Good guys. Interesting. I've got, I've got a quick yarn that I think I need your legal counsel mm. on, to be honest. Um, I told Migs this a couple of weeks ago, but it actually has, a, has to do with a, uh, our old school, our old high school. Mm. So basically one of my family friends currently goes to our old high school. Yep. He's in year 11. And it seems like the year 11s, uh, they're a bit roguer than what we were. So there's like a 20 person group chat. No more is it like a you know, five, six person. It's like get all the boys involved in the yep. group chat. Year 11. They're a bit toxic. They're also very bored. So what they've done is they're like, you know, one Friday day, one Friday afternoon, we're going to organize a brawl. We're going to get, you know, James <laughs> and Danny. Sorry, a brawl. We're going to give them gloves and then we're just going to let them go at it. Right? So a boxing fight has been sanctioned by the year 11 boys. <laughs> yeah. By the board. Yeah. 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 So come Friday, they've obviously, you know, invited their friends, invited the year nines, the year 12s, come have a watch. So at the basketball courts, after school, Friday afternoon, that's when it starts, 4 p 3 p.m. 60 people have rocked up to this event, the main, the main card, right? Yeah. They've got boom boxes and speakers and everything's blasting. They've got referees. They've got, you know, three judges. It's all been organized, honestly, pretty well. Yeah, good for your 11. Yeah, yeah really yeah, yeah. well. And so they're going at it and obviously they're making a ruckus, right? Yeah. Because it's like fun to watch your friends just hammer each yeah. other. Hey. <laughs> different, different, different kind. Yeah. Yeah. A teacher then comes down. He's, here's this all, here's this stuff. And then apparently they all said before the group in the group chat, they're like, Oh, if I yell this code word, we all just run because you know, again, great planning. They yeah. knew a teacher was going to come down. They had a contingency plan in place. Teacher comes down, they yell the code word. Everyone runs. One of the boxes runs directly in the path of the teacher. The teacher has then tackled the child brought him up to the principal's office or his office or whatever. So now the boys who have scattered, they're all like, oh, that was crazy. We escaped. Oh, wait, where's Danny? You know, where is he? And then everyone's in the group chat, like asking him, like, where are you? Like, is everything all right? This and that. Meanwhile, the teacher has um, basically grilled Danny in the office and told him, you know, how much trouble he's going to be in. You better unlock your phone and show me what's happening right now. So Danny's like in fear, giving him the phone. The teacher is now reading the filth on the group chat. And then he's now impersonating Danny on the group chat. On like some messenger that is group wild. chat. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so teacher rocks up and was like, guys, I think we're in a lot of trouble. Do you reckon the police will rock up? And all the boys are like, nah, nah, the police got better things to worry about like murder. Right. That gets a standing ovation in the group chat. 15 laugh reacts. Teacher screenshotting all this, clipping all the boys up. All of them. 20 of them suspended. Now, 
obviously they deserve to get suspended. But my question is, what is the legal ramifications of impersonating a student on a group chat? Yeah, that is uh, that is wild. I don't know if I think that's all above board. It's all above is board. It? I think it might be all above Bro, board. I don't even think the coppers can do that. It's entrapment. Is it different because it's a child? Yeah, maybe. I think once you're in school, yeah, it's actually a lawless land. It's <laughs> yeah. like the the police, are the principals, and the teachers. Number one issue I thought was the teacher tackling the child. I thought it's like target. Like you see a shoplifter, you let him go. The insurance will cover it. That's number one. Then the pressure of the kid to unlock the phone. That's gray area. He's done it at the end of the day. He has done Voluntarily. it on his own will. Yeah, yeah, the teacher yeah. hasn't gotten the phone and forced it, you know? Yeah. So that's- He can use his word. I think that's that's definitely above board. Yeah. Because at the end of the it's day- It's a classic he, police maneuver, man. Yeah, pressure him in yeah. the, the grilling room, interrogation room. Then the third issue is the- fraud, impersonation, and then also sending like bait messages to like get the boys to start spewing filth. Didn't you say like the teacher took photos of the chat or something? Yeah, the the screenshotted all the chat. And obviously, dude, remember our group chats in year 11? Like filth. Like pure filth, right? So this teacher's like going through it. And like my family friend, he um, he's like really traumatized by the experience that like his group chat got leaked and he's like super careful. So I guess it worked in the end. Um, in terms of keeping, you know, everything above board, but please. I, I actually think I can't. Tackling the kid is not, you're saying that's fine? I reckon he's just, teacher can say, look, dangerous. There was mm. literally a fight going on. He's been, or I'm assuming the tackler was a male. I may have. Yeah. Yeah. The teacher, sorry. I'm assuming teacher's gone literally 60 blokes, boxing <laughs> gloves, boom boxes. This is a riot. <laughs> <laughs> I am stopping the riot in its tracks. Yeah. Like gray area, but I reckon okay. that's a good def- that's a good enough defense. Good enough defense because, like, let's say, you know, there was two kids actually fighting, mm. and a teacher like, like, grabbed one of them, yeah. held them back, essentially picked them up and threw them away to stop the fight. We agree that's all about. Board. That's fine, yeah, because they're protecting each other. Actually, in primary school, I had a, I had an incident. <laughs> I had an incident of like this girl who I think was a little bit like she went. She's like off the rails a little bit. Now or then? Like then, like in year six. And she was like grabbing chairs and scissors and then just flinging them at people, right? And then the scissors were getting thrown like katanas, (laughs) like, you know, the the throwing knives. Shurikens. Shurikens, that's the one. Not katanas. Um, The teacher, like once she's chucked it, she's obviously got none left, has grabbed her and then just flung her. And a year six, you can fling them. Yeah, yeah they're not that big. <laughs> they go. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually think the tackling's fine. Okay. The only, I think, per- potentially problematic part is the impersonation. Mm. But I think, again, school, it's lawless. Like it's anything goes. Anything goes. And if Danny's opened the phone mm. and said, here you go, sir, sir's got freedom. Sir's sir can, can do, do what, what he wants. Want. Yeah. And also, how do you prove sir was impersonating? You know? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Danny will say that sir. Danny said that sir is in person. Yeah, but, but, but a little delinquent Danny. who wanted to fight his yeah. mate in the car park or and esteemed, the yeah. esteemed teacher. <laughs> just, I'm just, gonna believe. I'm just thinking back to like incidents I've thought like in high school, right? Yeah. The reason I say it's a lawless place is you've heard like, I don't think it was our school. might've been our school. Maybe a few years ago, the muck up day where like people turn like a teacher's car upside down or like the- That was not our school, was no, it? No, 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 not, definitely not our year. Yeah. Might've been another school. Or like the, there's that school where they put the cow- Yeah, they put the, the cow the on the roof. Yeah, I like, remember that. That is genuinely illegal criminal behavior. Why? We're it just is, leading the cow up the roof, up the stairs. The, yeah. Like kidnapping of the cow. <laughs> the cow Where went up, dude. Cow? The cow went up. And then the, and then the car thing. Yeah. But like, you don't hear these kids getting- and a lot of them would be, because this is like muck up day things, right? And mm. you're 18 and you're 12, where a lot of people are 18. Yeah. Like you're dead set an adult. Could be criminally charged. You never hear that. No one gets in trouble. Like I'm just thinking, remember the school excursion hour where they kicked the goat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is like- Dude, that was crazy. This is a story that I heard in when I was doing work experience in year 10 at Bunnings. The bloke who was like my mentor, he told me this yarn, because he actually also went to our old school, about how- they went on a school excursion, found a goat, and then threw it off a cliff. Because the logic was, so the teacher took them, like a bunch of kids with a science excursion or something. Yeah. And was like, this is a baby goat, clearly separated from the mother. (laughs) 
it's going to die in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> that speed up process. Yeah. Threw it off a cliff. Did you hear what happened after that? No. It was still alive. It was still alive because they threw it and it didn't die. It was like kind of pretty badly injured, but it wasn't dead. Yeah. So they went down, threw it again. <laughs> They're like, let's make sure. And this is all in um Let's finish the job. Let's finish the job. And this oh, is all no, in that's like some parliamentarian found out yeah. and went to parliament and like said this whole story. So it's in Hansard, which is like the the, the record of what was said. Right. There's like a full parliamentarian explaining how this teacher through a goat, not once, but twice <laughs> off a cliff with a bunch of kids being like, yeah, it's better <laughs> off. This time. Yeah. Uh, but this is what I'm saying. I don't think anything happened to that guy. Yeah, probably like not. Like he probably got like publicly, rep- like, you know, teachers would have been like, school would have been like, what are you doing, mate? Maybe got fired. Mm. But like that is dead set animal cruelty. Do you remember the teacher sitting us down and in like the year above, they went after sport one day. And they started stoning like ducks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they were fine as well. Yes. Dude, so maybe this, you're right. Maybe I, school, it's, there's it's no rules, bro. No yeah. rules at school. And then that guy, do you remember that guy that was like a year where things were getting stolen on the, like a daily basis? Like, Wait, for example, we went to a cross country. Yeah. Everyone's bag got looted. I do remember Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like, right. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like spare change gone. Every val- all valuables gone. You reckon that guy got yeah, reprimanded that. beyond school? No, nah, no dramas. And then also the prefect, oh, dude, obviously like the canteen is run by volunteers. Oh, yeah. And then like the school decided, oh, you know what we need to do? Like, cause we're not getting enough parents. We'll let the prefects every day, some of them will oh. run the canteen on recess and lunch. That was like part of the responsibilities. The prefects were Rohan, myself and Sen. <laughs> amongst the- yeah, amongst, amongst the 20, right? Dare I say the least delinquent <laughs> of the mind. <laughs> And then what we would do is Sen would be behind the counter. I'd be like, Sen, here's 20 cents. And Sen would give me a pie. Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk, <laughs> like the top of the line range, piece of rounders, whatnot. And then we got sat down as like a prefect body. And they're like, look, there's so much money going missing. And their hypothesis was that students were stealing the food. So be vigilant. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's really, I'm handing over the smallest sum of money I have in my wallet and I'm getting half the canteen for recess and lunch. What was the wildest part is I somehow took part in this. I got more money back yeah. one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't just for the brief Look, all the boys tonight yeah. here, like whatever you want, we'll sort you behind the canteen. Oh, this is the thing. Who's policing the police? At school, <laughs> there it's dead sad. It's lawless. So I think, teacher, mm. going back to the, the story, Danny idiot for, 100%. for giving the password. Like- Yeah, but when you're that what, age, I feel uh, like yeah, you're, you're, you're scared. Stressed, you're scared. And, yeah. It'll be on your permanent record, yeah, like whatever yeah, that yeah. means. Yeah. But I think once that was done and the tackling, I think is a safety thing, you're good. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah I, think I think that's think the easiest thing good. to get away that's with. That's definitely fine. Mm, and right. I reckon Danny's put a bit of mail on it. I reckon Danny's just like, because he's the only one out of 60 who's got caught. Yeah, yeah. So he has to be like, no, man, like I was assaulted by this guy. You can't be like, oh, like I was just slow. Yeah, <laughs> this guy yeah. stopped me. And I gave <laughs> him my phone yeah, and did yeah. what he wanted. Yes, he's definitely put a bit of mail on it. But even if he hasn't, like I think all above board. Mm. Good from the teacher, actually. Alrighty, boys, today we're playing the inflation game. So obviously, you know, cost of living has skyrocketed, dare I suggest. So today- I've got some prices of some popular items in 2023, and you've got to guess how much they were in 2010. So you boys will be writing on whiteboards. It'll be closest to. Huge. There's 11, maybe 12. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Surely 11. No. Guarantees a yeah, winner. Odd number. Yeah, guarantees a winner. 11 it is. Think about that one? I did. Well All right. Item number one. A Big Mac was $7.85 in 2023. How much was it in 2010? You love a Big Mac. I do love a Big Mac. Did you love a Big Mac in 2010? I'm more a McChicken guy. I feel like McDonald's is like inflation proof. It hasn't gone up that much, has it? Isn't that the whole metric? It's the price of Big Mac? I think that's around the world to like figure Mm. out the Big Mac index, I believe is what it's called. How much is it in today? Seven. 7.85. And we're talking just a Big Mac. No meal, nothing. All right. In 2010, how old were we? We were 13 years old. Yeah. Beginning of school. Mm. So you're year seven. You're going down to your local Maccas. I'm not buying a Big Mac. I don't have the, the funds, the finances for that. Got your answer? I got my answer. I've gone it. $5.50. I've gone 
$4.80. Rohan is on the board. $4.35. Dude, that's bargain. <laughs> bargain, that is actual man. bargain. Under five bucks. Big Mac, no dramas. Item number two is a two liter bottle of milk. Oh, this is easy. You know it. I'm 99% sure I know it. In 2023, it's $4.20. So, sorry. <laughs> two liter. What milk are you drinking? This is the averages. In 2010, how much was a, a two liter bottle of milk? I don't know what milk you're drinking because this is not. Ruthing at home brand. Woolies basic brand mm-hmm. is like $3 for two liters now. Okay. So you're probably thinking A2 or something. No, A2's more though. It's average. It's in between. 480 today? 420. 420 today. I'm ready. I'm, right you, you I've gone $3.10. Woofed. Mm-hmm. I've gone $2.80. $2.27. My dear friends, price of milk has has doubled in 13 years. Those farmers are getting away with it, I'm telling you. (laughs) It's cartel behavior. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Two kilogram bag of sugar. The the, the scores are one all. Yeah, one all. Sugar. 2023, $3.20. 2010, how much? Did much baking back in the day, 13 year old? Not buying bags yeah. of sugar, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'll go first this time. I've gone a dollar fifty. Mm. I've gone two fifty. I think sugar's inflation proof. Two ten. So that's I win. You're close. Wins. Two one. Yeah. Rohan's winning. All right. This ten, is actually one. Rohan. Yep. I think Rohan might take this one out. A slab of VB. Oh yeah, uh, back in twenty ten <laughs> yeah, when you when I was thirteen. Yeah. You'd be drinking for five years at that point. Sixty three dollars in twenty twenty three. Absolute raw. How much Worst was beer in Australia? A slab of VB. Slab is 24. 30. 30. Yes. 30. 30 cans. Sorry, a slab of VB, 25. 25 cans. Mm. Like I can't think of it's short. So there's always been taxes and tariffs, is yeah. what you're telling me. Yeah. And those taxes and tariffs have stayed constant over if, 13 years. Look, I've got you think what you want. I've got my number. <laughs> what was the what was the number? 63 bucks now. Or 25 cans. Correct. Jeez, how many numbers are you writing on. on that thing? $44. Shit. But $39.99. Yeah. $45.99. 13-year-old <laughs> <laughs> oh. Rohan will be proud. Exactly. It's when you go into his wheelhouse, bro. But that that but I think the tariffs have increased significantly. Surely there's a percentage. No, isn't uh, like I think alcohol t- is being complete like increased in taxes every single year. They love increasing the price. Probably, but I'm thinking like. Making beer is not easy. Mm. It's always been. Tough. I mean, you can buy a kit at Woolies, dude. Yeah. Brew your own beer. <laughs> yes. Brew your own beer. Cooper's the caps exactly. That. Cooper's. All right. Well, this one's for you, Manu. Uh, a pack of Winnie Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Some long lollies. In 2023, it cost you 42.99. How much did it cost you in 2010? So mm. when Ro brought that pack to school, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, he could afford it. He definitely could afford it. So he was given away for free. It can't exactly, be that expensive. Exactly. He was generous like, man. Get everyone in, mm. into on the, it. On the playground, no less. This is another taxes are- I think taxes have gone through the roof on- Darts. When do they start putting the images on the- I think it's after 2010. Yeah, it could be. But surely that also coincides with increases of um, taxation. I think I would- Yeah, what do you think? I would agree with that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> When they chuck started chucking the dead babies and how many is in a pack row? I don't know. That is that is absolute lie. You I, do I actually know. don't know how many is in a pack. He just works through them quickly. So I can't count. <laughs> is it like twelve? Yeah. No, no, no twenty. It's like twenty. Yeah. I think 20, 20 or forty. I think you can get forty. I think there's big forty packs. Pack. Am I going? Maybe You're I'm probably right. I think there are. Like, That's not the ones that I buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So forty two ninety nine today. Winnie Blues. Mm-hmm. I've gone thirty two dollars. I've gone eighteen fifty. $12.68. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's gone through the roof. No wonder people got lung cancer like it was nothing, man. What? It was yeah. how much Ray's lunch order cost. That's why you could afford them back in the day. Yeah, man. Pizza, pizza round and chicken tender roll. <laughs> 20 pack of Winnie Blues for dessert. <laughs> Easy fucking decision. It actually makes a lot of sense when people smoke a pack a day now or like two it, packs a day. Yeah, it's, it's two uh, coffees. Yeah, it's yeah, cheap as. Then. That's actually crazy. All right, four one. Shit. <laughs> Mine needs a- bit I'm going 10-1 here. I'm going 10-1. Okay, let's see. Um, 500 grams of butter, $6.40 in 2023. How much in 2010? I feel like beginning of this year, there was like TikToks of people stealing butter from, like they would go to their parents' home. You know, people who moved mm. out of home our age 
go and steal their like grandparents' butter because it's gone <laughs> through the roof. Lurpak in particular, that yeah. brand apparently <laughs> is that the like, like gray and gold, blue that, one, that silvery, yeah. 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 And so I'm thinking it's if it's 640 now, like I don't think it was anywhere near that because, all right, I think I've got- How much? Six. $6.40. And how big? 500 grams. All right, Robbie B, what do you have? I've gone $2.10. Manu? I've gone $2. Oh. $2.78. Five uh, Yes. <laughs> That's how it feels to be you during these games, bro. Dude, feels like, this is cush, man. Just getting plastered. All right. I found one food item, Mum Mum Pad Thai. So Mum Mum is the restaurant name, shout out. Their Pad Thai. Is this like your local yeah, Thai yeah. place? Well, no. That you just had a brochure of <laughs> yeah. like 2010? It's, it's one of the only Thai places I could find the longevity from 2010 to 2023. Sure, yeah. So they, they, okay, this is important information. They started in Surrey Hills. Okay. They're now in Barangaroo. In 2023, their Pad Thai was $27. Or is $27. What's the 2010 price? I know the place. You know it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good. Did you, have, did you go to 2010? Did you have a go? Not in 2010. It's actually probably the best tie in Sydney. Okay. That's, that's a, a hot tie. Right, yeah, yeah. Save it for the yeah. next segment, mate. Uh, $27 for a pad tie. Prawn pad tie. Manu? Going for $14. I've gone $13.50. $13. <laughs> 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 uh, that's a valiant effort from- The thing is, I'm not even doing that bad. No. It's just he's fucking doing better. <laughs> okay. We move, we move to a kilo of potatoes. Mm. 2023, $3.80. 2010, what's the price? Spads. I reckon potatoes cheap. Even now for a kilo, $3.80. That's heaps of food. Mm. And I reckon they've always been- On the cheap side. Like, re- But like crazy cheap is what I'm thinking. Well, I think they're a humble food. Like I think it's a staple of the Australian diet. Bangers and mash. Sausages and potatoes. You can't make them too expensive, can you? I've gone a dollar eighty. Oh, here we go. I've gone two dollars. Manu, finally two dollars thirty-two. Thank oh. you. Okay, I'll go last one because because I've won because you've won yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just stop the Wipe stop the, the slaughter. Yeah, Wait, yeah. what? This one's ten points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tea bags. Hundred pack. Twenty twenty-three. Thirteen fifty. Twenty ten. How much? Thirteen fifty for a hundred tea bags. Are you sure that's the right price? That is uh, sounds correct. like a lot of mo- like a lot of money or a lot of a lot tea of bags? money. So what? Woolies- you basically give out fucking willy nilly, man. Mate, I went on Woolies website this morning, last night. <laughs> Thirteen fifty. Do we remember the brand that you looked at? No, nah. I believe it may have been a Twinings. Four dollars forty. You're mad. <laughs> I've gone four dollars forty six. Well, Manu wins, but you guys are nowhere near it. $9.45. Oh, what? Uh, Isn't that wild? We went $4.40 yeah, yeah. each? Yeah. yeah. Is that not crazy? That, that is a Have you strange. got $4.46? I wanted Why to get exact somehow. <laughs> Things priced at $0.06 cents in the- Average. Average. Oh, Averages. Yeah, so he had a, he had a yeah, good yeah, shot, yeah. but Rohan's come in as the it's, guest. Wiped the floor with it. And just absolutely hammered Manu. I'm sorry. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Alrighty, friends, new segment. We have City Battles. Um, we've come up with this as our special guest has lived in both cities. But what we want to do is figure out which of the two cities are better. And on today's version, we have Sydney versus Melbourne. This is one you see in the zeitgeist everywhere. You see everyone talk about one over the other. And today we will figure out which one is which. So we've got a couple of categories and we'll go through each of them. We'll determine which which city is one. And then at the end, you know, we'll be able to determine which has which city is best. Make sense? Makes sense. Yep. All righty. First category we have is food. I think both cities, to be fair, are known for good food. That is true. I would say. We've got Surrey Hills here. Yeah, but it's Melbourne. Really? Uh, yeah. Melbourne food, I think there are- <laughs> There is just way more options and it's constantly changing. Like the new restaurants popping up, old- yeah, Old restaurants not making enough money. They've got to go out of business, mate. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, that's the problem. Uh, yeah. But is it? Like, As I'm, in like- I'm personally okay if a struggling family like restaurant <laughs> can't closes because if the food's not good, the food's not good. I think in Sydney, restaurants get away with like if they have a good view mm. or 
you know, like it doesn't have to be good because people will come there to take the Instagram photo of the Harbour Bridge or whatever. Okay. So wait, what are we comparing? Are we comparing top of the line versus top of the line? Because I want to compare the common the man's common man. average Joe. Yeah, give me a budget because top of the line, I think Sydney or like they're both really good, but like that's not your everyday. Mm. Are we talking your $15, $20 dinner? Are we talking your $40 dinner? I think we- your $20 to $40. That's where my head's at right now. Yeah. I think, I still think Melbourne because mm. $20 to $40 these days in Sydney, it's almost like you're local. Like you're not going in the city nowadays yeah. for much other than a Kmarket or Chinatown. Both class places to go, I must say. It's fine. But in Melbourne, full range. The whole CBD, every other like shop, you'll be able to get a restaurant. Sorry, a meal for between 20 and 40 bucks. And a good meal. Mm. Like a yeah, real solid. You actually I think when you if you spent forty dollars in Melbourne on food, you'll be incredibly yeah. satisfied, very full. I can go to Jimmy's falafel here. That's up probably under 40 bucks. Yeah, so you're naming one, like Jimmy's. <laughs> yeah. You're naming yeah. zero. <laughs> I'll throw out some names if you want, but I need some, like, they're not sponsored or anything. So. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, yeah. No, give us, okay. And you say all cuisines, literally Melbourne, better Thai, better Chinese, better yeah. Italian. Yeah, the only one that I, maybe it's just I haven't gone to the right places because mm. I've only been there for half a year. The only thing is like Lebanese, Turkish. For some reason, I haven't found it in, and I think the only reason I can think is because the Greek food there is so good and the food's kind of similar. So like- You've offended a lot of Lebanese. I've offended a lot of Lebanese, Lebanese listeners yeah. right now. Yeah. But I think because there's so much Greek food, good Greek food, there's probably like not the huge Lebanese food. What's the, what's the Cabramatta equivalent in Melbourne? Is there one? I guess like, I mean, get Cabramatta Eastwood kind of equivalent, you're talking? Nothing. No, like Glen Waverley, <laughs> which is a suburb. But I don't even think that you need to worry about like the suburbs for a cheap meal. See, that I feel like immediately is a massive red flag to me. You're saying that you're getting like, like, in, like, for example, right? Yeah. Different areas of Sydney. Cabramatta, brilliant Vietnamese food. Yeah. Right? If you want Lebanese food, you go out to Granville, your Auburn's, that yeah. sort of thing. Right? You're telling me that that authentic quality is found in the city in Melbourne. City or surrounds. Mm. Carlton, Fitzroy, South Yarra. Like, there are heaps of options. And but is this like all modern versions? Can be. Mm. But not necessarily. Like I think I want can, authentic. I man. think in in Melbourne City you'll get a fifteen dollar like noodle cheap like authentic kind of place, and literally next door will be a fifty dollar Asian fusion place, and they'll both live in harmony, and they'll both have lines out the door because they're both great. I'm gonna die on this hill. Okay. Like I'm that confident. I'll say this: when I went to Melbourne recently to visit you, actually, yeah, 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 I was taken by a Melbourne local to lunch. Yeah, right. As in, not me, not you. Yeah, yeah. I was like my say, my yeah, colleague. I don't yeah. think I took you to lunch, but yeah. And um, there were a lot of lines at all the restaurants, which uh, some people get thrown off by. I think it's a great sign. Yes, the food was good, granted, but I'm just saying, like, why is there lines? I'd love just to walk into a restaurant without anything. That's why That's you need you- like the the cabra matters of the world. There's about twenty yeah, Vietnamese restaurants. You just pick one and you're good to go. Okay, but I'm honestly happy saying Melbourne has better food. Like I'm happy with that yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, so one nil Melbourne. Fair enough. Next one we have is nightlife. See, I am not a huge, like, I'm not going out clubbing. So I'm talking bars mainly uh-huh. as opposed to clubs because I don't go clubbing in Sydney. I don't go clubbing in Melbourne, although I know a lot of people that do. And they would say just on the hours alone, Melbourne. Melbourne's no. a clear winner. Yeah. In nightclubs. Nightclubs, no doubt, because they're just open all the time. Yeah. Um, compared to Sydney. Bars? What's that nightclub that opens like 24 hours? Revs. Is that Revs? Yeah. 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 yeah there's good uh, video of Revs at like 8 a.m. on like a random day. And it's just, you can't tell. Really? When you're, yeah. If you like, if you saw that video, you'd be like, well, this could be like, it's a crappy kind of dirty club, but mm. you could be like, this is midnight. You wouldn't be able to. Well, it's like the casino. They black out everything. Yeah. No clocks, no nothing. Can't tell the time. Um, I think this is obviously, yeah. Like we, we Manny, we, you and I have spent, you know, months on tier lists of Sydney clubs. And we were struggling to find anything good to say about the yeah. clubs, even the bars. They're yeah. not that good. Yeah. They're not that creative. The only thing that I think Sydney has going for it in terms of bars is rooftop bars. Mm. Like there are some in Melbourne. The problem is the ones in the city, like what are you looking at? You're looking straight at other buildings. The Yarra River, mate. Yeah. It's not, they're not great. That's but- true. There are a couple like decent ones, but that like I think Sydney's rooftop bars clear. 
Like what? Your Babylons, your Bar Ombres. Bar Ombre, Babylon, Taylor's. Harper, Rooftop. Uh, there's probably a few more that are not coming at me, but they're like, they clear. Cause they're just like this open space. So the whole point of a rooftop is you can see out, it's nice weather and all that. Not in Melbourne. The Melbourne skyline is trash. So you like, you have a look at it and you're right. It's the weather. not the best. Yeah, yeah. So we're sitting there and you're in the bar. It's less vibes, but in terms of just like, I think there's more creative bars in Melbourne. Way more creative. Like I went to this sick Japanese, I forgot what it's called. It's like sick Japanese inspired bar. Yeah. And I was like sitting there like, dude, they've like put so much thought and effort into yeah. the decor and just like the overall like atmosphere. Bravo. Yeah. So there's a few bars. I'll shout out to one, even though, you know, I'm not getting paid for this. It's mm. called Birdie. B-Y-R-D-I. Okay. Birdie. It's, it got described to me by someone, a bartender as the fine dining of cocktails. It is $33 for a cocktail. That is a red Insane. flag. But it is like the craziest cocktails you ever see. And not gimmicky crazy. Like, you know, you go to a bar here and there'll be like fairy floss and like that smoke and the bubble and all that crap. None mm. of that. Just like we use like Kakadu plum, like <laughs> native ingredients. This is a chef making these cocktails. Yeah. It's the best one I had. It's called a Monte Carlo, like the biscuit. Mm. And it was like, you have to, this ice cube and it's like, oh, you have to lick the ice cube okay. before you drink the that drink. That sounds like a massive gimmick. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't because it was $33. Yeah, 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 exactly. Cause I'm like, Copium, bro. Yeah. That's what this is. But I, so I what, think, what's it? You lick the ice cube and then what do you do? You, you drink, drink the it drink. and like you're, it's meant to like the cold and then the, the there's a powder. Sorry, there's a powder on the ice cube. You're licking that powder. Right. And then you drink it. It's meant to mix. It's unbelievable. How, and 33 smacks? Look, 33 smacks for a drink is a lot, mm. but you're not drinking six there. You're going there for one and you're sitting there for an hour. Like yeah. that's the vibe. They give you a little grape as your palate cleanser. Like a single a grape. A single grape. Dude, this is- On this little like- That's so dish. pretentious, no? Um, but I'm if the, the content is good, yeah, yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. So I, but I think the consensus, I think even a lot of Sydney people, like when they go to Melbourne, they'll go out. And I think lockout laws like ruined Sydney's. Oh, 100%. Life, which like, I'm not a huge, yeah, I'm not going out all the time or anything, but I can still see like when I'm in Melbourne, I'll just randomly be out till three or four in the morning. And I wouldn't, it's just because things are open and people are out. What, and it's what? a thing. It's like everything is open, not even just bars yeah. and clubs. When Food. I was in Melbourne. The fucking Krispy Kreme closed at two. Yeah. yeah. Like, why does it need to close at two? Yeah. But it's closing at two. Yeah, that is and that's true. just the vibe and, of like everywhere. And and like here, if you're thinking, let's say it's even like midnight, one a.m. You've been out in Sydney. You want a drunk like feed, kebab, pretty much it. That's Maybe Macca's, mm. like if you can find it. Or you really need to know the places that are There's open. There's very few. Whereas in Melbourne, go into like just literally walk down the street, pick one of six proper restaurants. Like it depends if you want that. Point is the options there because mm. the Maccas and kebabs are there. Obviously, it's yeah. a given. But it's like, oh, I want, I don't know, Chinese food. Take one of five options. They're all open. At 1 a.m. they're open. Everything's open. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, that's clear. Yeah, that's, that's clear. clear. There's two no nil. question. Yeah, 2-0. Right, 2-0. Hopefully Sydney gets this next one, but I don't think they will. Culture. <laughs> now, when we say culture, are we talking about people? Are we talking about arts and culture? Are we talking about, you know? What other culture could we be talking uh, society about? And society and culture, <laughs> S&C. I think we're talking like arts, music, like, I don't know, that kind of yeah, nondescript well. culture. I don't know how to The arts it, is sort of what yeah, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I think, again, <laughs> uh, despite <laughs> no. me living in Sydney for the vast majority of my life. But are you, are you in a honeymoon period, mate? I could be. Your eyes are just, you know, you've got rose-tinted glasses on at the moment. I could be. And the thing is, culture, it's hard because I'm not. That's not like a culture man. But I think the vibe is there is more things in that in that kind of space that happen in Melbourne. Gal- art galleries. Like what's what's that one everyone goes to? Loom or something? Or you pay like 70 bucks, but people come to Melbourne, Loom with an M, not the, the Van Gogh. Yeah, because they got the Van Gogh, Gogh exhibition, man. That's all they have. Yeah. Van Gogh merchants. I went to the um New South Wales art gallery mm-hmm. recently. So the big one. The big one. Yeah. And that was a you know free experience. Yeah. Delightful. And then well, outside there was a guy preaching on a soapbox, not preaching. He was talking about dinosaurs and whether they existed or not. And that, so that's, that's class debate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was a public forum, right? Outside an art gallery. And I sat there and listened to this guy spiel about how the Tyrannosaurus Rex was a conspiracy from NASA. So let's not forget these yeah, battlers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what else do we have? MCA. Yeah, beautiful. White Rabbit Gallery. But in terms of like, okay, look, I'm grasping at straws. So yeah, why? I think, I mean, there are more like 
I feel like when cultural things like art exhibitions come, they always seem to go to Melbourne first. Uh, sculptures by the sea. Where's your sculptures by the sea? First, where's your sea? No sea. Yeah. And then <laughs> where's your sculptures by the sea, man? Uh, Vivid Sydney. That's for arts and culture. That's massive draw. That is a big draw. You're telling me last year, people come from all sorts of places just to see Vivid Sydney. Yeah, that is true. 2016, everyone had the, uh, the profile picture of those lights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The arches, yeah, yeah, the yeah, arches. Yeah. Yeah, look, the problem is I'm not in the culture <laughs> like to know. But I still but think that- The, the consensus, consensus is, Melbourne, is Melbourne. And like for people who are in that, people come to Melbourne for those kinds of things, Correct. right? And, but I don't think people come to Sydney for that. And like, if we're talking art galleries, like objectively, mm. the NGV is the best art Stop. gallery. Stop, it's very good. Like, I love the art gallery in New South Wales. It ain't the NGV. Okay. So 3-0, 3-0, it is what it is. But yeah. look, who cares? Oh, I, I, mean, I personally I don't care one, about the I arts actually that much. Think, I actually, yeah, I don't care either. I actually think that one's closer than people give it credit for. Because I think Sydney's like, we're just not in it enough. Like, I think if you're in it, you'll find things to like in that space in Sydney. Does music have a shout in any of this at all? Does it sway the needle at all? Or is it all the same? Do all the big artists go to Melbourne? I think if they come to Sydney, they, like they come to Melbourne and Sydney, very few will go just one and not the other. Mm. Um, no, nah, Melbourne three now. We move. All right, next one we have fashion. I have a strong take here. I think Sydney fashion is pretty homogenous. Well, what is it then? If it's homogenous? I seen more like if you saw someone, you wouldn't be able to be like, oh, that's a Surrey Hills person. That's a Double Bay person. That's a Balmain person. Whereas in, like, cause I'm talking about in the city, right? When everyone comes together, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to pick where they're from. Like when you, when I say it's homogenous, like matter you go out on a Friday night, it's- Chino, Like there's nothing distinct. There's nothing, right? Like, Every yeah. other guy is wearing Chino's RMs, a button up shirt. I'm wearing Chino's RMs and a button up shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you go out to the shopping center, you know, on a hot day, shorts, t-shirt, shoes. Like it's the standard, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just there. Mm. Melbourne, I think you can, you walk in the city, it's on a weekend, right? Not on a weekday when people are working, but when not, on a week, weekend, Fitzroy person, South Yarra person. You're picking that? I think, and, and this is alone? me being there not for that long. I think, and if you just go into those areas, like, I think I'm picking an inner West Sydney person. And also Darius says, do I even care? <laughs> like if it's different per sect. Yeah, do you like it? Do you like the baggy jeans and the oversized tee? And also I, I think your base of comparison is you lived in a suburb locally. Yeah, this is true. Where, you know, people are less fashion, like give a shit about fashion, or whatever. You're comparing it to the heart of Melbourne. I reckon there's something good about not seeing the same. Like, I would agree. I think that's a big plus. It's just different, right? Mm. It doesn't matter if I appreciate it. Like I'm wearing the- But how different thing. is different? There's the Fitzroy like uniform, right? What's the uniform? Yeah, which is like the khaki pants. Depends on the shoes. Could be like the, um, what's that? Like people wear like hiking shoes. I'm blanking uh, on the Salamans? name. Salamans? Salamans. But there's like a thing that people call it. Like, okay. like wearing, but it's this fashion trend wearing like, Hiking shoes. Like those kind of, yeah. Okay. Right. So it's, it's khakis, those, some kind of like either a half sleeve button up mm -hmm. or a t-shirt, but then with like a khaki vest. So they love their khaki in Fitzroy. Yeah. Okay. South Yarra is very, like South Yarra to be fair, is kind of similar to our Eastern suburbs, Double Bay, mm. like active wear on a Saturday morning, but like fine. But like the thing is, that's just that area. So, you know, whereas here, the active wear person could be from anywhere. Mm. Like that's fine. But like, feels like no one else. There's nothing wrong with that. We're one city, man. South Yarra. Cohesive. Yeah. We're, we're cohesion, man. Look, I, I just I'm, I'm happy very, to give this a draw. Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's a personal thing, but I think I think Melbourne leans slightly, but I'm happy to give it a I'm draw. I'm backing the boys in Sydney. Yeah, well, let's give it a draw. Okay, draw. Right, with draw 4-1, the next one we have is friend making abilities. Yeah, this should be up the wheelhouse, right? You went to Melbourne knowing no little one. to no one. I think in Sydney, it's very difficult to make friends. I agree. So I have made my high school friends. They're sitting in this room. <laughs> I made a handful of uni friends. I really have no work friends. That's it. But Sen, serial work friend sort of guy. He's made plenty of work friends everywhere. So is that just an indictment on us rather than Sydney? I think, I think like once you're in, because the thing is no one moves away for university. So yeah. everyone just sticks with the friends that they've known in high school. They, there's no reason to make new friends. And so people who come from like overseas or interstate, 
it's very hard to break in because no one's looking, no one's looking to Yeah, they make, make friends, friends with other people that have moved in, in state, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. Like ma- making a Sydney friend, I feel like as someone who is not from Sydney is very difficult. Yeah. And I think that's right. Um, I think the other tricky bit, and this is like with Sydney, a lot of people firstly stay at home longer, like as in at the family home longer because it's so expensive to move out. So like during uni, they'll make a financial decision and they'll either like move out and then work like crazy to pay it off, pay the rent, or they'll just stay at home. But this stays like even when you're working and even when people do move because of affordability, like they move broadly, like sorry, broader places in Sydney. Mm. Whereas in Melbourne, I think because it's more affordable, people stay pretty close, which may means that like catching up with friends, it's not a difficult thing. Like let's say you have a mate, you're living in, I don't know, Double Bay. Like if you're very, you know, you're money bags, you're living in Double Bay and you have a mate who lives in Erskineville, like both 20 minutes from the city ish, mm-hmm. 25 minutes, but you're not ever going to each other's area. Like Double Bay to Erskineville is going to take you like an hour on public transport if you really mm-hmm. wanted to go there. And it's like, Whereas in Melbourne, firstly, it's all connected. So the person who's like, oh, I'm moving out and moving to Fitzroy, moving out and moving to South Yarra, it's not ridiculous to live there. And maybe this is coming at it from a Sydney point of view. Paying like 300 bucks a week in rent to me is nothing. nothing because in Sydney, I'm conditioned to 500. But even then, like they're earning pretty similar money. They all move out pretty close. And then everyone's super like easy to catch up, easy to do things. People aren't worried about, oh, crap, it's Friday night. Like I'm having a drink with know these this new group of people i gotta get home mm. which is in the back of people's minds when they're living far away i reckon on that it's it's slightly easier plus i think there's more things going on like this probably goes back to the culture like like oh i really want to go to this art show i really want to go to this like concert and mm. stuff and people are like oh yeah let's just get a group together and go you made mates yeah i made a few mates i think initially like i think this is just new city like it's tricky initially but then and I think people are more willing to introduce, maybe this is just, I've met the right people and I'm lucky, but like you meet one mate. I feel like in Sydney, the problem is not just making mates initially, but people tend to like, or can like st- not want to share their friends a bit. Is that a thing? You mean like introduce the wider group? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, let's say, let's say I met you, right? Like you have a bunch of friends. I'm, imagine I'm new to Sydney. I met you. F- I feel, it feels like them. So might- you feel like I might, you might be my friend, but yep. you're not. Rohit and Sen's friend, I you're not Kush's friend. Yeah. You're, you're my friend on a separate basis. Exactly. You would have to be a very unique person to do that. Whereas at least in my experience in Melbourne, it's like, oh, I'm your friend. Oh, I'll introduce you to my friends. And then potentially if once you get close to the, you know, p- person in that group or people in that group, oh, I'll introduce you to my friends. Because yeah. people are- So compounds, but people gatekeep here a bit more. I think mm. so. When was the last time that I introduced someone to my friends? Not that's people. not, and also that's not like your mate's significant other or anything like that, right? Like a prop, just a platonic friend. Mm. But step one is a problem for me. I'm not even at step one of having this new person <laughs> to be able to introduce. Yeah. Okay. Like so work friends, I just chuck in our group every- Well, I met one of your yeah, work I, friends' yeah, wives. Yeah. yeah, I just brought yeah, them along, You man. stole a thousand dollars off me. Hey, hey, hey. What? You made me invest in some random crypto. That's your fault, mate. And so you just bought some sort of crypto coin off this Yeah, coin. we were at the pub and he's like, get on this one. And yeah. I was like, this was Cryptomania. Yeah, and I was like, like, yeah. I can't lose. I can't lose. In fact, I did lose. It's a grand. <laughs> that speaks to your financial decisions yeah. rather than making friends. Okay, so the only th- example I can think of is like, for example, years ago, we played um, Oztag. Yeah. I met some new people there. Yeah. They have become, I introduced, I introduced them to our friends. We played board games or something. Though. But did they you were, introduce them or did they? You were introduced, they were introduced to you, you, no? They were introduced to everyone at the same time, weren't they? Yeah. Through Oztag. Okay. Okay. I'm talking But then that's like, two steps. So they got introduced to us yeah. and we introduced them to some more people. So we just great people. Trish, none of yeah. that. None of that. But it was, is, is there the barrier of, because we met them through Oztag, it's like, cause I'm thinking of you're just some absolutely new person coming in. No. Are you even getting in those circles? Also, I should say there is, I've noticed a thing like a lot more, there's this concept in Melbourne, which a lot of restaurants do, do, which I haven't gone to luckily, but not luckily, like I've made friends in other ways, but like you see it's, someone told me about it who I met from overseas, like community dining where like restaurants, We'll be like, pay $30, come in, you get a meal, like pasta and a glass of wine, mm-hmm. and they'll p- put you with people roughly your age. Like 
these restaurants are facilitating people making friends. I don't Which rate I haven't that. even, like it's unnatural. It's very unnatural because like, I think to your point, Meeks, making friends is through your like, your hobbies essentially. So if you went to Melbourne, you played, you went to join a cricket club yeah, yeah, yeah. and you may have made some mates at the cricket club if they were not communists <laughs> yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I moved to a different city, I would do the same thing. I'd find a local club. I'd find um, and play sport with them. I would become friends with the sport people because, you know, you have to and hope that they would introduce me to their friends in some sort of social event. Like that's, I think, the trajectory of friend. But I think like in Sydney, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't, doesn't happen as often. Like our, our football team, for example, right? We joined last year. Yeah. Like you knew most of the guys, Loki. I kind of didn't. Yeah. I got introduced to them. Would you say you're friends? I'm not going to say but I'm see, friends. That's but the like- thing. That's the, I think that's the difference. Like, let's say I, so I joined a cricket team, right? Great blokes, to be clear, despite, <laughs> despite the communist affiliation. No, <laughs> but like even some of them, like for example, some of them were like, oh, you, like you obviously play cricket. You're interested in cricket. Would you want to go to watch the cricket together? Yeah. Which is like a step, you know, like I know you and we could just easily just see each other, you know, once a week when we play cricket. And that could be actually like a very fine friendship. But to be like, oh, Agreed. like you're in, it has, you're to, go, it new. has to transcend yeah, you're new the initial spot. And I want, like, I'm happy to, you know, why don't you join me and my mates who might not be in the cricket team, you know, to go watch. And then it's equally, then, you know, you're at the cricket and you're like, oh, you know, I'm in Melbourne. I want to go to the tennis. Oh, when you go to the tennis, let me know. Like, I'd love to come. That's beautiful. So simple. Yeah. I think sport's a good one, but this is what I think people are more willing to like take get beyond the activity, even in activities. And then there's, I think a culture of like, yeah. Introducing. Yeah. Okay. Are you Manny, Manny happy to say Melbourne? I'm not sold on either way. So yeah, I'm happy yeah. to. All right, let's All right. move. Slight win. Yeah. All right. Next one we have uh, water features. Oh, I mean, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. So any body of water, we talk in Sydney Harbour, Darling Harbour, um, Bondi, Bondi Beach, <laughs> Manly Beach, Strathfield Fountain. Versus, versus the Yarra. The Yarra. That's really it. the Yarra. And the Yarra. And like, like St. Kilda Beach. When I, when I order a Brighton Beach. Yeah, there are like other beaches. But then like if you're going to compare, then you're going to get every beach in Sydney, Manly, mm. Central Coast, all of them. Like, I mean, this is a no-brainer. I, I was actually shocked when I first went to Melbourne and I saw the Yarra. I had heard big things about the Yarra. I saw it. It was brown and there was lime scooters in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like riddle me that. The only thing that I- uh, Here we go. Say, go on. Hmm. Just for devil's advocate. Please. Our water bodies in Sydney, you can't walk on them, over them. But? Right? Yeah. I guess you definitely can walk over the harbour bridge. You can walk on <laughs> Never mind. That, yeah, nah. This, look, literally any body of water, random body of water, yeah. you know? The pond near my house, Bella Vista Lake, <laughs> potentially. Beats, beats the Yarra. So- Tough yeah. luck. Yeah. We'll get to the board for, for something. Please. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think that's right. Right, finally, finally, we've got one. We're 5-2 down, Ro. We've got the last category. Only worth one point, but we'll still have a yarn. Casinos. All right. So we've got, in Sydney, we've got the star. Correct. And we've got the crown. Are you allowed in, to gamble at the crown? We're talking about crown Sydney? Crown Sydney. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Not us. Yeah, not us. I think it's a high rollers only. And then in Melbourne, we have the infamous... Crown. Big crown. The you crown. You live in South Bank? Yep. Live a stone's throw stone's from- throw. Steps yeah, away. Yes. When I, when I said to your house, steps away. I literally walked 50 meters from the casino to your house. Yeah. You hey. did that journey multiple times from memory. No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Work, woke night. you up in the middle of the yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, look, the, the star to me is a derelict- It thing. is the quintessential area of degeneracy for me. It is far away. And- what I'm really upset about is that the minimum spent on a blackjack table is $25. That is a lot of money for me personally. That does, that is not, you know, line with my risk appetite. I would prefer a $5 table potentially. I have a love hate relationship with both the star and the crown. I've also won more money at the crown Melbourne. So star Sydney, I've, the first ever time I went gambling, I won. And then the rest of the time, which to be fair, hasn't oh, been what a lot, coincidence. I lost. Crown Melbourne, been there three times, won three times. <laughs> so there's a bit more lucky vibes at the Crown, in my opinion. The casino itself, like the building, as you, sorry, so like- <laughs> The architecture. Uh, no, no, no. Like the, the complex, right? Okay. Crown, far better in Melbourne. Yeah. Like 
the star is, yeah, you're right. Firstly, it's out of the way. So it's like, you can't just stumble on the star. Like you have to actively like, how are we going to get to the star? We're going to mm. end on that at the star, whatever. Crown, very close to the city. Literally a 10 minute walk. Or a tram. Or a tram. Free tram. Yeah. So the, the crown, restaurants, all that stuff, far better. But the casino itself, mm. I have mixed views because <laughs> the star feels homely to me. Mm. It's where I learned to love gambling. You picked up Sigbo, you picked up yeah. Casino War, you picked up I also Spin think, the Wheel. I also think this is maybe the degenerate gambler in me. Mm. The fact of it being far away means the people who are going are also degenerate, but like <laughs> degenerate in the way that they know. There's no yeah. casuals. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the crown, casuals galore. Mm. And I'm not saying like a, I'm okay with casuals every now and then. I'm not okay with like, People just like ruining the game because like, you know. How would a casual ruin a game, right? For example, a roulette spin, yeah. right? They'll hit, the, the person will say no more bets. And you kind of you kind of know when they're about to say it because it's when the ball starts slowing down. Mm. People are trying to like do the, the casual, trying to do the maths on, oh, it slows down there. It goes around four and a half spins and, oh, and they'll just start throwing money on. And But the problem is sometimes, and it's happened once, firstly, like if the dealer's good and aware, they'll take away those chips. Problem is if they've got like blank $5 chips, you don't know, then you lose track and it's, but they put heaps on. So then either it invalidates a spin or if they're like, if someone hits, they'll argue. Yeah. But then they get the, the camera team out. Yeah, the pit boss. The pit boss. And I'm now spending 17 minutes of spin because of this casual. Yeah. And that's the problem. I want the degenerates who at least know the they rules. They know the rules. They know the rules. Know oh, but the casuals bring the joy to the game, man. Yeah, they also, you see the quick decline though with the casual sometimes. Like I, I would agree. I think the star, you're right, is a better casino. Like, to be honest. Yeah. The crown, I don't know. It's definitely about it. Like the carpets and stuff, a bit smelly. I also think the crown is actually- a bit too big and it feels empty. Like it doesn't have that like hum. <laughs> like you ever go to an- Are we romanticizing the star? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you ever go to a, like a sport game, Yeah. right? For example, you go to the MCG or the SCG, right? Huge stadiums. Mm. And there's like 20,000 people. Even if there's 30,000 people, mm -hmm. it feels like empty, mm -hmm. right? You go to a small stadium that's 20,000 capacity and it's 20,000. There's a hum. There's an energy there. I'm getting that energy at the start. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting lines at the start. I've just I, when I, you are yeah, getting lines yeah, yeah. at the star, Every time brother. I crown. I'm walking in, no lines. Star. I'm literally waiting in line, getting offered to buy light narcotics. You know, every five minutes. My friend, by the way, dude, crazy story. My friend recently told me that he made one hundred and fifty thousand dollars selling vapes at the casino for two years. That's nuts. That's a class the, business at module at the star. So, so it's he, a ripe for business. <laughs> yeah, ripe right? for entrepreneurship. Yeah. He would come in. And then in his backpack, he would have just a stack of vapes. And then he would sell each vape for $60. And because these degenerates are so focused on the tables, they don't want to get up, but they want to smoke because yeah. they've been drinking. So they just buy it off him. And he's got a little square thing and everything, dude. That's, That's wild. It's a whole operation. Going back to it. I think, look, Crown better. But if we're talking about the casino itself, I don't have a love for the star that I think we can't be beat. Can't be beat. I would go crown, but if it's 2v1. I'm going star. The star takes it. Yeah. Lovely. So that leaves us at, what's the score? Six, it's 5-3. Five, 5-3. Three. Three. Five, three. Done well. We're off to a horrible start. Does that mean Melbourne is a better city than Sydney? Is that what we're saying? I think that's not a controversial opinion. Uh, this is the thing. If you're born in Sydney, you probably won't move to Melbourne. If you're born in Melbourne, you probably won't move to Sydney. But I think it's, if someone's coming to Australia, and they're doing this, these categories. And even if you put in 10 more categories, mm. I reckon Melbourne's winning on the pros and cons list. Wowee, what an episode. A little throwback to Rohan who came on in episode 12 and has now rejoined us. Thank you very much. Um, you would have saved another solo episode or a Pokemon smash or pass Anytime. type Anytime. sitch. So thank you so much. Rohan, want to plug anything in particular? Look, you would have heard about my cricket team. Mm. We always welcome new, new joiners. <laughs> new, new recruits. Yeah, new recruits. Uh, hit up, hit me up and uh, we can arrange that if you're looking for a cricket team in Melbourne. Yeah, where do, where do they hit you up? Hit me up on uh, Instagram mm. at uh, Rohan Balani. There you go. Yeah. Mate, you do whatever you want here. Hit him up if you want to join cricket team and if you want to become a comrade. But thank you very much for listening. Please. 
Five stars on all platforms. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Instagram, we hit 10K. There we go. We want 20. We want 30. Kush is going, Kush has asked for incremental growth. I'm asking for exponential growth. But we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>